Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. I have Aeroplan. I know my wife has <laughs> too many to count. I, I don't know all the businesses, all the stores that she gets points at. Groceries, we do, you know, that's, that's, it's a good thing. It's a, I think it's a smart thing to be part of these programs. They seem to work for the consumer, I think. But there are changes and tweaks and everything coming with them. I want to bring in Bruce Winder, retail analyst and author, joins us now. Bruce, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on the program. Hey, I always love having you on here. And it, just before we get into these these changes that are happening, these do seem like they work, right? I mean, not just for the customer, because obviously if anytime you get free stuff, that seems like a good thing. But the, it, it seems as though it does bring people back to the store again and again, which is what the companies want, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's been a lot of studies done, but I remember one study that was done, I think it was by McKinsey a few years ago, showed that about 60 to 65% of consumers will change where they shop to try to maximize points. So, you know, if they're driving by one store, they're going to keep driving until they find a store that offers them points that they're in a program on and they're going to convert there. So they do work. That's that's the people who do this. I, I do wonder, and maybe you have some numbers, I do wonder how many people bother because i think once you sign up and get going and start to see points and maybe can use them for something you say oh this is pretty good but i wonder if for a lot of people it's like oh, i don't know if i'm going to get anything it's kind of just a pain i'm not and all they're going to do is get my address and i don't want them to have that i wonder how many people are reluctant yeah there probably is some people i mean the average my data that i've read shows the average canadians in about 12 programs really and uh, 12 points programs yeah and there's about $15, $16 billion of unused points just sitting around out there. So it's a very fragmented industry, right? It seems, you know, about 20 years ago, everyone sort of used, you know, air miles and some of those big, big uh, uh, places. But then, you know, everyone started developing their own uh, points program. Now it seems we're, we're making a bit of a U-turn and people are, companies are starting to join, the, join these coalitions again. Right. So that is, that, that's where things are going a little bit different here. So I'm reading some stories about companies that have nothing to do with other companies, but they're now giving their points. You explain what it is, because it seems like we're, we're combining forces here to try and get into a points program where we don't necessarily have a points program, but we'll give you points. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, for loyalty to work, you really need a few people to be part, a few companies to be part of the circuit, right? So if you look at what's happening with uh, Scene Plus, they've grown, Sobeys joined them uh, a year or two ago, they bought part of the company, and then you had Home Hardware announcing last week that they've joined, right? So, and then you have all the, uh, rest, you know, Restaurants Unlimited, Brands Unlimited, which is all the Swiss Chalets and Harveys and folks. So you kind of need a number of partners so that you can earn a lot actively every week, and then you can spend a lot actively every week too. And the problem is when people sort of go on their own and have their own program, you know, you kind of break that, you kind of slow that down. It may take you a long time to earn. And then it may take you a long time to spend it. So you kind of lose the momentum of loyalty. And that's why I think we're seeing more people sort of uh, look to the, uh, the larger networked programs, coalitions, like Scene Plus versus, you know, these standalone uh, points places. Bruce, this may be a dumb question, but you just mentioned the fact that there was, what, $16 billion in unused points. Do people actually yeah. spend them? Do, they th- do people even think to spend them or do you just collect them and then think, I'll spend it one day and they don't get spent? It's a bit of both, but you know what? With $16 billion, there's a lot of people out there who have all these points sitting on 12 different cards. 
or 12 different programs. And you know what? It's just sitting there and they're not using it. And it sounds like that could be a win for the companies, but it's not because those customers aren't really engaged in a loyalty program. They're sort of watching from the sidelines. They're intermittent. You know, they were engaged, now they're not. And that doesn't help the company. So are there then groups or companies that are are there, are there programs out there that are only, they're not connected to a company by direct connection, but they are just loyalty programs and looking for companies to buy in? Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. I'm not sure. I mean, the big three in Canada are PC Express, right, which is Loblaws and Shoppers Drug Mart. And then uh, Scene Plus has about, I think PC Express has about 16 million members. Scene Plus has 13 million. Then you have Air Miles that's like, eight or nine million. And then, it, you know, kind of goes down from there. You've got Aeroplan, you've got a few. And then you've got some other places like, you know, Canadian Tire Triangle, which is all of their program, all of their stores together, right? So there, there's so many different, you know, loyalty programs. It's really hard to keep track of them. You just, you just threw me when you talked about that, how many points are sitting there. And I don't know how much money that's worth. Uh, did you say 16 million points or 16 billion, sorry, 16 billion points or 16 billion dollars that are unused? No, I've heard it's 16 billion dollars, 15 to 16 billion dollars worth of points that are just kind of sitting around. There's an awful lot of companies that better hope people don't wake up and decide to cash their points. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's just so much out there, but to them, you know what? It seems like that's a win for them, but it's actually, um, it's actually a bad thing. Because if people aren't earning and burning the points with your company, your loyalty program's broken. And that's a real sign that there's a lot of broken loyalty programs out there. Yeah, but let's say, I mean, I don't know, pick your pick your program. Let's say all of a sudden one of them has a billion dollars in unused points out there. <laughs> and yeah. half of those people even all of a sudden are reminded and they say, I'm going to go and go and do this. That, that company is going to be screwed. Well, it's going to be a weird hiccup if everyone went at the same time. I mean, that's what happened with Air Miles a few years ago. Air Miles announced about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that they were forcing consumers to use their points uh, or else they, they expire. And there was a massive uh, uproar. And, you know, that's part of the reason why Air Miles now is in really bad shape. They were bought by BMO, but, you know, they lost a lot of market share because of that. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that can happen, but co- companies, all things equal, want a nice, steady stream of continual earning and continual burning of the points just to keep the customer engaged with their brand. Uh, I, I'm not going to uh, say who it is I'm talking about, although it might be my wife, but I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> but I believe that she is probably reflective of a lot of people because I can tell you there have been times we've been at a store and we've been going to spend, I don't know, $40 and says, oh, well, you get 500 extra bonus points if you spend 50. So we better buy something extra for $10 just to get over the, the hump. Th- that, that seems like, again, a clear win for the companies, like your program is working. Exactly. And my wife, and she wouldn't mind me saying this, my wife does the exact same thing. So she's always thinking about how to maximize her yes. point total, right? Yes. And spend that extra 10 or 20. So she's the queen of all that. And she's not the only one. There's a lot of people out there, male or female or whatever, that are living their lives that way. They're all about maximizing the points. It's almost like a game for them, right? So that's what companies love is when you have that kind of engagement in the program. Okay. So let me ask about the, so there's a lot of benefits that you could potentially get if you do this right. If you play the game right, you can get stuff, you can save money. However, I tend to be someone who doesn't like the idea of all my information going all over the place to places that I don't necessarily want it to go. 
if I right. become a member of one of these loyalty programs, is it a guarantee that they are data mining my stuff and there's information about me being sold all over the place to people I don't necessarily want to have that? No, I don't think so. I think those days are gone, and it really, but it really depends on who you're signing up with. So if you look at the Scene Plus program, you know, that's affiliated with Scotiabank, right, which is highly regulated. And th- those people are pretty uh, top-notch in terms of being really careful where your information goes. If you sign up with sort of, you know, a sketchy loyalty program, then you're right. They're probably going to sell your data, right? So you really have to stay with the big guns on this stuff, stay with the people who are affiliated with the big banks because they have greater controls on data. I, I do I do expect that this will grow. I mean, I think that this is what you're alluding to, that these companies, as they find partners now and bring other people in, uh, it's like anything else, isn't it? That the, the big companies just get bigger because of amalgamations and everything else. I mean, Disney, it's not a loyalty program, but Disney buys ESPN and buys ABC. I mean, all these companies, they sort of, the bigger ones keep getting bigger. Are we expecting that with the loyalty programs? I'm not really sure. I mean, there's been some consolidation, I would imagine. And, you know, uh, uh, well, Sobeys has bought part of the Scene Plus program, so you do see some activity there. It's hard to know, though, right? It all depends on, on uh, you know, what's happening. But I would say the lion's share are, like I said, with those three companies, right? That's where most people have their have their points. But, again, there's just so many little ones around. But it all depends on who gets traction, right? You know, if a loyalty company suddenly gets traction and they're doing really well, someone may may buy them or buy the company that owns the loyalty program, right? So a lot of this stuff happens. You look at Aeroplan. Aeroplan flip-flopped a few times over the years, right? Air Canada owned it, then it was sold to AMIA, and then bought back by Aeroplan. So you never know by Air Canada, so you never know. Bruce Winder, retail analyst, author, uh, guy we love having on the program when we can get him. Bruce, thank you for doing this today. Hey, anytime. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML.